You're listening to The Science of Superpowers with Tonya Dawn Reclar. Listen here, read the book, and dive into the experience. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us again on The Science of Superpowers. I'm so delighted to have you here with us and even more excited to introduce our guest today. We this is you are in for such a treat here folks. We are going to talk today about transformational antenna theory. And I know you're going, "What the what?" right? But you know, you've been around me for more than a minute. You know that we use words in the superpower universe in really unique ways. We use them uh, in what what at least in the body of work that that has come through me and in in maybe the truest sense when it comes to transformation and energy and how power works in the world. And, and our guest today is such a phenomenal conduit for this yummy conversation about what is our true potential, right? What, what are we really talking? Like, it's one thing to talk about dimensionality and frequencies and, and reverberations and the projection and broadcasting and all of those things. But come on, Tonya, like, isn't that just semantics, right? You're just using fun words to get us interested. So we actually just grow and learn to talk to our spouses better, right? Well, maybe, but maybe there's more to it, right? And, and I often say, you know, there's some stories that you don't get to hear the end of until you choose to believe in them. And this may be one of those stories for you, because while we do discuss frequency and energy and dimensionality, and sometimes that's just used on the surface, these are very real concepts that if we learn how to how to harness them and, and, and their truest potential, they have really clear guidance for how we can walk in the world and, and, and what we're capable of. And that's what we're talking about today. And so, so sit back and recognize your minds may want to do little flips and tricks and twists and turns, and it just doesn't matter. Let them do what they're going to do with the material, but feel this, right? Sense this. Just sit in, take a deep breath, relax. If you're driving, you can still take a deep breath and relax. And you'll pay attention to what's going on around you, but but be in awareness of the fact that that if you allow it to, I suspect most of this will resonate somewhere in you, even if your mind doesn't truly understand that, and that's okay too, right? We'll we'll guide the mind; they'll get there eventually. Everything is cool. You learn what you learn, and you're going to know it in in a cellular level, and it does take hold. So trust in that process, and please, please, please join me in welcoming t- welcoming to this show. Our guest for today, who's a remarkable, remarkable person, he really doesn't need an introduction. Um, but he, his his book, Citizen King: The New Age of Powers, out, and he's so much more in the sense of that bigness piece, right? The second he starts talking, you're going to feel it. Like it's almost silly to try to introduce him because it's it, it can't be encapsulated. And so instead, we're going to dive in and we're going to listen to his wisdom because I think that's the best introduction for who he is. So without further ado, please join me in welcoming to the show, Les Jensen. Les, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm delighted and excited to be here. <laughs> Brilliant. Very cool. Well, we are excited to hear your response to the question, what are your superpowers and how are you using them for good? Turns out I'm source consciousness incarnate. In other words, the the power that created the universe is personified in my own persona. And it, it turns out that the root of that power is love. But in order to convey love in a powerful way, we need to be able to embody it, to bring it into our persona. And the cosmic two by four cracked me open <laughs> 25 years ago. And I had this huge upheaval of energy out of my persona in a very short period of time. 
and my reality changed in that instant. And for 25 years, I've been scrubbing my psyche, and I realized that, like Jesus said, here, hold my beer. You, you know, you're going to be doing everything I'm going to be doing and more. And I'm, I'm, the way I'm bringing it as a vehicle of good into the human experience is I'm learning how to embody that and allow it to manifest in, in me, through me, as me. Mm, so beautiful. I, I love, I love you're like, turns out, <laughs> like, <laughs> funny. I had, had a very similar moment where I, I'll never forget this. We were driving actually to CEO space. We were driving from Arizona to Vegas. It, it, that's where it was at the time. And, um, and, and you and I have that common connection here with, through, through our love and affection for Bernie Dorman. Yes. And, um, and on the path, like I had just been, I had been in this like inquiry similar to you, right? The, the, the awakening happened and then it's like, what the what, right? And then you spend the rest of the time trying to figure it all out. I, I love letting people know like, no, that was just the beginning. <laughs> like, right, that just opened right. the door, you know? Right. And so, um, and so it was, the, the process for me at that time was sort of this like, okay, I know I'm not my mind and then, then what am I, right? And it went through this whole like, okay, then what am I? And if I'm not that, what am I? And if I'm not that, what am I? And I just kind of kept going and allowing this thing to unfold. And it was, you know, a little, I was a little suspect about, you know, where it might be taking me, but it just kept pulling on the thread because anything was better than, than, than not knowing. And so I just kept going and going and going. And finally, like we were in the car, I was, I was, it was just right on the precipice. I'm like, I know I can see this. It's right there. And my husband said something, I can't remember now what he said. And I just started laughing like maniacally. And I was like, and he goes, what is wrong with you? And I was like, oh my gosh, the joke's on us. And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, we've been here all along. And I'm laughing. I was like, there's no journey. And it was just this wonderful moment of, of um, you know, real confusion probably for my husband and daughter. But, but in that moment of just like, oh yeah, as it turns out, like, so it was just beautiful how you encompassed that. So, so what came through between us as we were as we were gathering prior to to the show, what was this concept of antenna theory? And we got to kind of share our, our backgrounds. But I want I want you to first share your background and your experience in the energy space, the power space, because it's so incredibly impressive. Um, and, and I can just tack my little piece onto the end of how we arrived here together. So please share with our listeners what that world has been to you and what you've been to that world. Oh, sure. Well, my soul had me incarnate and uh, engage in the vocation of broadcast television. And so I worked with television um, transmitters. These are extremely high power devices. Our electric bill for one month was $7,000. We would take 32,000 volts and and modulate it and make a million watt signal. Now, at the time when I was learning this material, I didn't have a spiritual bone in my body. But to stand in front of one of these very, very powerful uh, pieces of equipment, I had to respect it because it would kill me in an instant the moment I didn't. And then the when the cosmic two by four cracked me open, and this immense amount of energy poured out of my psyche, it was exactly, exactly the same experience as pressing the go button on a transmitter when this immense amount of energy would start flowing. Mm. And 
And the engineer brain in me went, wow, what is that? And um, I realized that we are the personification of source consciousness, but how is it that we've lost our way? How do we, how have we disconnected from our root power? And we've done that by loading our psyche up with karma. What is karma? Karma is our own consciousness. Where does the energy of karma come from? Well, it's our own consciousness suppressed and compressed into our subconscious. And as a result of that, um, when I released all that energy in that particular moment, it was anger. I was sitting on a psychiatrist's couch in this immense, like a, a, a rapid river of energy swung out my psyche. And I'm asking the anger, who the hell are you? And the, and the anger's like, I don't give a crap what you think of me. And in hindsight, I realized that our emotions and our karma are extremely impersonal. This is a mechanical behavior of a human genome. And, and so my reaction to that energy was the karmic consequence, so to speak. And if you think about, uh, we need a way to quantify personal power. Like uh, I could talk about gravity and everybody understands gravity because mm -hmm. they see the effect of gravity, but they don't see the gravity. Then we could talk about electricity and well, damn, we went centuries where nobody on the planet recognized electricity. That was much more theoretical. Well, now we have human consciousness. How the hell do we mentally comprehend this power persona each <laughs> one of us has unless we quantify it with a, just an, an arbitrary scale. If I put Jesus or Buddha or all the miracle folks at the top and a homeless person at the bottom, that gives me a logarithmic scale of human potential. Well, what determines where we are on that scale? how much we've loaded up our subconscious with karma. The, the homeless person is loaded up to the teeth, and if they get a cold tonight, they'll pass away. And, and then, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall know God. It's our purity. It's the purity of our energy. If you think of the quantum field as a mirror, and I show up covered in paint, covered in images from my past, I cannot create a pure outcome because energetically I'm polluted and diluted. Mm, if that beautiful. Makes sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. I love that introduction to it. Folks, we're going to talk so much more about this. I love a lot of what Les said. We're going to dive into it. I know he covered a ton of territory. So you're going to want to stick with us as we uncover the, the, the layers there and pull on some of those threads. Where let's, let's let people know where they can go to find out more about you. Sure. Newhumanliving.com is where my material is, and lesjensen.com is more about my personal history and, and how I came about my philosophies. Beautiful. We'll have links to that on the episode page, folks. Stay with us. We're going to take a quick break. We're talking today with Les Jensen about transformational antenna theory. You are not going to want to miss this, folks. Stay here. We'll be right back. Hello, I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts and creator of the Superpower Network. Welcome and thank you for making us your go-to place for inspired content, training, and community. 
The network is so much more than a place for amazing content. It's step one on the path to unlock your superpowers. Listen to one episode daily on the Superpower Network and attune yourself to inspired conversations, higher vibrational living, and much, much more. In step two, you learn with us by watching one of our inspirational videos each week from the IM series. And when you're ready, come grow in community. Our superpower programs offer a unique experience for those ready to harness their superpowers to change themselves, their lives, and ultimately, the world. Go to superpowerexperts.com and take the next step on your path today. Awesome. We're back. You're listening to the Science of Superpowers. We're talking today about transformational antenna theory with Les Jensen. And before the break, I, I love it. You keep mentioning this two by four. That's the subtopic in, in the book, um, the Science of Superpowers book, because my, you know, I had a very similar experience and um, could look back and say, you know, maybe I wasn't listening for the whispers and here came the two by four. So um, it, it's in alignment with what I was sensing with you all along is that we got very similar marching orders and then how we how we sort of kind of trans, you know, walked in those paths was different, but so similar. And so, so the, the sinking up around this antenna theory thing I was sharing with Les that during part of my stint teaching at the counter Intel special agent course, um, I took a hiatus and started teaching electronic warfare. They, there was a need there for that and boned up really quickly on electronic theory and antenna theory and everything else. And never really understood exactly why I was fascinated with it, but it really wasn't my field of study. Like I'm a, I'm a teacher at heart and by nature. And so, so that made sense to me, but the material was, was kind of interesting. Um, and, and, but I got to meet some fascinating people and, and, and hopefully help out in that space a little bit. Um, but fast forward, you know, years later to when the body of work flowed through me and everything else. And it was in this kind of weird superpower frequency dimensionality thing. And the thing that really struck with me that I want all of you to really plant into is that one thing that Les was talking about was, you know, you know, how do we quantify human consciousness? And what's interesting is in the business sector, that's the exact reason why we had to build the entire platform for the podcast network was because there was no way for us to use traditional marketing mechanisms to call to our people. No way. We had to broadcast. We've been broadcasting since 2016, the same type of information at the same frequency because there was no other way to find our folks to call to them and say, Hey, here's where we are. And so in retrospect, of course, I mean, that was the, the faith walk, right? It was just one foot in front of the other and just trusting really. But in retrospect, I see the brilliance of the design, especially as you're speaking about all of the different facets and the similarities are coming forward with, um, with regard to how we see this working folks, you may have gotten similar information. The words may be different. The realizations may have come through differently, but, but always try to listen symbolically. This is what I'm, what I was getting at at the beginning of the show. If you ping on the words being used and how they're being used, you miss first and foremost, your ability to kind of connect into the flow and the resonance. And from there, the understanding comes when we try to go the other way, it gets really garbled. And it's usually just an excuse for those pieces that Les was talking about to disregard the content or to not grow or develop or to look too hard at ourselves. So be really aware um, in this conversation and all of the conversations you hear on our network of that internal process that happens for you. Les, I know that this is an area that, that you, you've been deep into that you share your wisdom in. And so I know you've seen a lot in this space. What are some of the ways that you help people override that, that exact piece of like the, the personalization of the friction that comes in. So now it's anger and it's directed at something and there's a whole story. Um, how do you work with that um, within yourself and, and maybe guiding or teaching others? 
Sure. The feeling of anger in my persona was a subconscious attribute of myself. And so, in other words, had you asked me before the two by four cracked me open, lest you have issues with anger, I'd in a heartbeat (laughs) say not only no, but hell no. But in truth, anger was deciding 40 to maybe 50% of every single one of my choices every single Mm -hmm. day of my life and not in a conscious way. Also, the the frequency and the energy when that energy manifests that's power the new age of power the, the um until you purify your persona so i i love the notion of the antenna i can put an antenna up in the air and i've worked with spectrum analyzers and whatnot for decades measuring and quantifying and whatnot that antenna is exposed to a, a plethora of energy. So uh, you can think of your, your human persona, your body, your pineal gland, whatever, as an antenna f- to receive information. And to, to be able to ins- uh, receive the, the higher power, the higher caliber information is to purify your persona. If I've loaded up my psyche with uh, unexpressed emotions and I have mental belief systems, which are basically lattice structures that impede the ability for, for higher consciousness to land and anchor in my consciousness, I cannot become conscious of my higher mind inspiration. If I walk into a boardroom and sit down and sign a contract, it can be for $1,000, it can be for a million dollars, it can be for $100 million or a billion dollars or more. The, the vehicle, my body, is not limited to what that contract does, but my consciousness. If I can't receive the inspiration from my higher self and anchor it in my physical persona, you can think of it as, um, so you pray and you say, if you, if you want to kick your own ass, pray th- pray this prayer. Uh, divine God, divine goddess, show me how I can be a bigger vessel of compassion for humanity. At that point, <laughs> you better put on some straps and get get some gloves and hold on tight. Because vibrationally, the answer to the prayer is a non-linear impulse of energy that has the three-dimensional model of what would manifest if that was the only energy that you presented to the quantum field. So at that point, I'm receiving the answer to the prayer into my physical persona. My heart amplifies it and projects it. And the physical masculine manifestation of that is an effortless reflection from the quantum field. I'm just like, I'm like, amen, drop the mic. I'm like, all that's going through my head. It's like, that's what I tell people. It's like, you don't understand this stuff works 100% of the time. And it is effortless, effortless. As long as you can tap into, we, we, we refer to it sometimes as the frequency of miracles because it's happening anyway. Like you stated, if my consciousness can, can, can receive it, if I'm capable of consciously co-creating with this, I get to see it. I get to play with it. The if folks is predicated on your willingness to do this work. And, and I, yeah, we call it work and, and it does 
work you. It is walking you back to the most natural state of our existence, but we haven't necessarily been sitting in that from a conscious perspective. And so it does take some unraveling. It's it's not painful to the truest aspect of you. There's no pain there. It's but the challenge is in the resistance, right? And it's in the what but what am I going to lose? And the da 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 and it's squeezing through the eye of the needle. Like that all the clues are there, folks, but in you just have to be willing to look for it. And one of the things I think that really can be helpful if you find yourself sort of butting up against that is asking yourself just a simple question is like, would I want this to be true? Really, would I? Like, like would I want to, uh, to, to live in a world where I have the power to co-create and to be the creator and to play in the miraculous? Like, would I want that to be true? Because be careful what you're disregarding and, and telling yourself isn't possible because there's, that's not an innocent internal um, component that we all carry. Um, and, and so as Les is talking, I'm reminded of, you know, how important it is to to take a moment and dream, right? Even just the willingness to, to speak that prayer demonstrates a willingness to expand beyond that which you're currently comfortable with. That means that you need to grow into the person who will be comfortable there. There is growth in it, but it doesn't have to be painful if you can sort of ride those waves, right? Which is easier said than done sometimes. But this antenna concept of really looking at it, um, I think what the antenna theory, the energetics kind of does is it helps it be less personal in the sense of um, the person, not, not in the experience of it, but in the personalization of the things that might present as something to get angry about or to be fearful about or, or whatever the, the case may be for you. I think these theories allows the superpowers theory. I know for that, that body of work is specifically designed so that we can look at something else and say, okay, but what if, like, what if this was possible? And eventually the world we start to see created from that place is so amazing and so brilliant. And, and so it feels like home. It's so in resonance that, that the other just naturally starts to fade away if we let it. Is that, is that been your experience? Maybe I'm just speaking that out for everybody, but that certainly has been, been ours and our ecosystem. Did you have a similar walk with it, Les? Well, yes, certainly. And I would add to that, um, you will not see a lasting change on the outside until there's an energetic change on the inside. Mm-hmm. You program your future consciously or subconsciously a hundred percent by the energy in your psyche it's really it's so flipping elegant in that (laughs) i can't i can't turn into an an evil fuckosis prick unless i load up my psyche and if i load up my psyche i've disconnected from my power in the quantum field and i have to do everything with force that's right there's checks and balances it's so brilliant and so as I purify my, my persona, what I'm literally doing is beca- um, the, the vibrational equivalent is what I experience. Everything that is reflected back to me from the, quote, outside of me, unquote, what's reflected back to me is a vibrational equivalent of what's inside of me. So the, the Jesus pulls his buddies off to the side and he says, here, check this out. And he turns into an orb of light. And it's, it's because of that purity 
the the sub the subtitle of New Human Living is pure, authentic you. Your purity and your authenticity does not describe any attribute that's an adjective. Those are inert phrases. I'm very, very careful with my language because you, in order for you to be authentic, that comes from within you. So I don't project any expectation. But as since Jesus had no subconscious energy to pollute or dilute the what he was projecting to the quantum field, he could introduce a new vibration like a basket of fish. And in the instantaneous moment, without effort, the quantum field reflected back a basket of fish. Mm -hmm. so, so if you're talking about superpower, mm -hmm. damn, damn, some mm -hmm. bitch. And, <laughs> and, and, and we're, we're hardwired for this. But it's not until you make a, a substantial dump of energy out of your psyche, th this is all talk. That's right. But, That's but, right. But once you dump and dump and dump and you see your reality shifting without effort, then you've tasted the fruit. And it's like, well, damn, I don't want I want to pull the drug and pull the plug and drain the swamp of my own psyche so I can be in purity. And that the, um, the truth of that purity is we could call it light, certainly light, but it's actually love. Love is the fabric of all that is. That's right, because love has the connection aspect. Light, light is is not personal. Like there, we've been playing a lot with. Um, there's a relationship in relationships between the level of connection and the necessary level of communication, and um, those are dynamics that we play with in our home, and, and we test this body of work, obviously. Um, and, and a big part of that is, is because when um, the connection, that love component is present, then um, there's less need for communication because there's a natural syncing up and an understanding of knowingness. Um, I was telling, I was reflecting the other day, my husband, every morning we do the, you know, we at least for an hour or two, sometimes four, we, we sit together and contemplate and drink coffee together and just be um, to set the stage, we're in business together, we parent together, we live, you know, we're, we're marriage together. So, so that's, it, it takes a lot of intentionality to keep everything um, in harmony. And, and I, I was saying to him the other day, I said, you know, I understand why people saw those things as miracles. I understand why they were so spectacular, but when you co-create in the frequency of miracles, you recognize like it just is like, it is actually the, they happen all the time. It's not like nobody creates a miracle. It, they, they, that is the natural state. Like we can co-create with it. We can present it. We can bring it forward, but, but the propensity for it, the um, potential for it is, 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 is constantly present. And so, so it's tap, it's more tapping in to that piece and, um, and the, the process in that as Les is speaking to is the willingness to let go of what isn't that right. Um, during part of the expulsion for myself i i i my, my husband my amazing husband has been on such a ride with me um but we were at dinner one evening and uh this was years back and i just remember all of a sudden it was like i could not stop talking and i was like and then this one time and it was like every embarrassing every like shameful anything that i was holding anything that said i was i was somehow to blame or or less than or flawed or whatever it was what it didn't matter all of this stuff that we, we, we shove down because we take on thinking that 
that nobody could possibly love us if they found out about this thing. And even though, you know, I've always had a very intimate relationship with God and, 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 and I, we, we've been cool in that there was something about translating that into the human experience that wasn't as clear to me. And so here he is, we're, we're at dinner and I'm like, then finally I kind of stop. And he's like, did you think I didn't know this stuff or that it mattered? And I was like, no, like, I think that's why I could do it. And, and it was like, I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel so good. I'm like, you, do you, do you? <laughs> like, just get that. <laughs> like, it was like this amazing, like the the that it was like that final layer of um what I was knowingly and holding on to, right? And then of course all the residual keeps coming off. But it was such a powerful moment of freeing myself from like, it is not possible that I'm unlovable, no matter what I've done, because God continues to demonstrate and show me and prove to me that God loves me. And if God can love me, then, well, what do I care? Again, that means everybody can. And if they don't, well, you know, that's a different conversation, but that doesn't mean that I'm unlovable. I have proof. And, and it's like, for some reason that when that clicked in around that love component, and it did for me require a very personal, intimate relationship with the divine. And, and what, regardless of what I've called it throughout the ages, I've known it. And, um, and I, and I, I hesitated to bring that forward for so long because of the stigma with faith and, and of course, religiosity and everything else. But, but ultimately what you speak is so incredibly true is that love component is there. And so no matter how vague or abstract you want to make the divine, make sure you're able to love and be loved by it. Because if not, we miss the most powerful element at play. And I see a lot of highly spiritual people trying to deploy techniques, but they're not allowing themselves to love and be loved by God, it's not going to work. And that's where all that pain is coming from. And, and you can feel that. And so, you know, let, let's circle back around to, we can talk about all kinds of fantastic things and superpowers and antenna theory, and, and we can understand it. But at the end of it, if you're not willing to, to love and to be loved, then you're never going to get there. And, and that is, that can be for some of us, the most frightening thing for that persona piece. But trust me when I say it is exactly what you hunger for. Um, and, and, and that realization and the personalization and the receiving of that love. There's a reason why we say we love you. Like those aren't words to us. We know you, we feel you, we love you. You matter. That step that you're taking into the light matters for all of us. That needs to be spoken. So as I so appreciate the fact that you're willing in your vast wisdom and your experiences and the areas of this world that you've touched to stand really solidly in that and not waver. Um, I, I applaud you in that. Thank you. Well, there was a, a moment in my life when um, it was really a very curious thing. It's like my soul reached down and grabbed me by the ear and dragged me up and um um, it, it was very surreal. I went into this field of consciousness, um, that was non-local. There was nothing of duality there. It was just light L I G H T. It's like, if you took your face and pushed it up to a really bright light bulb <laughs> at some point, all you would see is light. And in that light, that I, I um my soul showed me at that is the um the the root of all creation from the non-local 
um, from that field, all duality is created from. And then I return to my body and the journey there and back, my, I'm, I'm sure my soul chose that so I could comprehend and mm-hmm. language the nature of the evolution of consciousness. Or if, as I mentioned earlier, a scale of consciousness so we can put some comprehension into mm-hmm. the the vibrational equivalent of what our personal energy persona is, if that makes sense. Total sense. And I, and I am so glad that you're willing to speak to the complexity in it because it doesn't do us any good to oversimplify this stuff. Yes, it is the most natural state of our existence, but you know, for those of you in the superpower universe, you know that like, we're very clear. Our job isn't to say, Oh, here's step one, two, three, and life's going to be too easy. Like it, it's only going to get more complex and more chaotic if you're, in, if you're choosing to be of the world, right? And and so so the elevation is what allows for the understanding despite complexity. Like the, you only manage that creative control of, of, of the world when you move up into that space and then come at it from that place. And again, at that point, it's not really control. I know I'm using kind of bastardized words for it, but but you 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 recognize like that you really do have to turn everything inside out right? That it's the upside down kingdom. It's like, it's why you kind of feel like you're in this fun house sometimes, like everything's kind of backwards when you start to see how cause and effect actually work. And, um, and it's okay. It's okay for it to be a little bit disturbing, right? It's okay for it to be a little disruptive to your existence because what you didn't see was how disruptive those original programs were to begin with, right? Because they've now normalized in you. But they were disruptive, right? When we get pulled out of our natural kind of sequence of things, it's weird. And um, and, and normalizing it through acculturation and, and, and all of there, we could go into conspiracy theories or whatever. Ultimately, it doesn't matter because there is a way out for each of us. That is That was the point, right? Like, like you mentioned, Jesus wasn't saying, you know, you, you have to worship me. Jesus was saying, hey, let me show you who you are. Right. And if we're willing to take got up on the promise, right? Then we discover ourselves as the creator, right? But there is that natural pass through where the dualism has to get resolved for each of us. And that's a very personal journey, but we can love you and we can support you and we can teach and guide along the way. And I know Les is doing amazing things in his world. So let's tell people again, where they can go to find out more about you, Les. Sure. Um, I created the new human living platform at newhumanliving.com as an impersonal replacement to religion, if you will. Believe whatever the hell you want. Um, That's the only way you're going to discover your truth. And uh, I've written several books. I've New Human Living Radio. We're on our 12th year now and hundreds and hundreds of episodes of of powerful, powerful people. And so it's it's, uh, newhumanliving.com. That's... that's, uh, that's where you want to go. Perfect. Well, we, we so appreciate you joining us and, and, and we so honor the work that you're doing in the world and your willingness to be that light and to, to shine that on others. Thank you for everything that you're doing. It's my pleasure. It's certainly my pleasure. Beautiful. And to all of you out there, we appreciate you. We, we love the loyalty. We love the comments. We appreciate that you're sharing it. Um, you know, the numbers just keep going up. It's miraculous. We know people are hungry for this stuff. Um, and, and and so when you start feeling a little bit unsure, folks, over 3.5 million downloads monthly, like you're in really good company. People care about this stuff. A lot more of you are caring about this 
than, than, than pop culture would let on. And so keep at it. Trust me when I say there's huge movements happening and you get to be a part of that. Um, it's, it is truly miraculous. And so keep stepping on your path. Come join us at the Superpower Universe. If you go to superpowerexperts.com, you can join for free. <laughs> Excuse me, or you can join the PLUS program. You know the drill, folks. Find your own resonance. Trust your own guidance. If you need help finding your guidance, we're happy to help you with that. But ultimately, your path is your path, and we just encourage you to keep walking on it. We love you all. For now, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Superpower Network. Go now to superpowerexperts.com to unlock your superpowers and change your life today.